0: Time enough at last.
1: Submitted for your consideration. To sci-fi fans, Sean Majors and Keith Conrad, Rewatch The Twilight Zone from beginning to end. It's like something out of that Twilighty show about that zone.
0: Millicent Barnes, age 25. Young woman waiting for a bus on a rainy November night. Not a very imaginative type is Miss Barnes, not given to undue anxiety or fears, or for that matter, even the most temporal flights of fancy. Like most young career women, she has a generic classification as a, quote, girl with a head on her shoulders, end of quote. All of which is mentioned now because in just a moment, the head on Miss Barnes's shoulders will be put to a test. Circumstances will assault her sense of reality, and a chain of nightmares will put her sanity on a block. Millicent Barnes, who in one minute will wonder if she's going
1: mad... Episode 21 of The Twilight Zone was Mirror Image, telling the thrilling story of Millicent Barnes. Um, You know, I I feel like we've said this a a few times, not enough Millicents out there.
0: (laughs) A very 1960s
1: name. If I had a, if I I was... uh, you know, having like a really big family, I would just start naming them after twilight zone. characters. <laughs> really unique names.
0: Every time I hear uh, a name like that, it's, uh, this is, <laughs> this is, uh, not, not something I'm proud of, but I watched a lot of mad about you as a kid. It was on must see TV, right. On uh, NBC. And I remember when uh Paul Reiser and Helen Hunt had their, had their baby in like, you know, a latter day season. Um, and they named it Mildred, and everybody's reaction <clears throat> was like, oh. So like whenever I hear a Millicent or a Mildred, that's what I think of.
1: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I, there, are, there definitely aren't enough uh, Mildreds out there. I, I had a great aunt named uh, Mildred, but uh, she's no longer with us. So yeah, the world needs more Mildred. That's what I'm saying. Uh, as with uh, many Twilight Zone episodes, this one takes place in uh, in in upstate New York. <laughs> yes, uh, it's in Ithaca. That, that would be upstate New York, wouldn't it?
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well. Yeah. More maybe like central or western. I. I. Um. That's actually one of my favorite parts of this is that like, um, you know, I I, I worked for a couple a couple uh, members of Congress in in way way upstate New York. Um. So upstate that if you call it upstate, they get mad um, and tell you it's the, <laughs> the north country. Um,
1: but or wasn't it uh, far enough north that they were calling hamburgers steamed hams? <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's our first Simpsons reference of the episode.
0: Just the first one, um, but just just uh, hearing of places like Cortland and Binghamton really uh, really got me some uh, some some good nostalgic feelings.
1: It hits you in the feels.
0: Absolutely.
1: Uh, so as I, I actually. Ended up mentioning uh, a few episodes ago, uh, Rod Serling uh, said that he got the idea for this following uh, uh, a, a time at the airport where uh, he he saw a guy at the at the terminal that like from behind looked just like him. And uh, naturally, the, the thought that immediately popped into his head is, what if that's me from an alternate universe? <laughs> as, as one does. I mean, How could you not think that?
0: I love Rod Serling so much. Our world is made better because of this man's existence.
1: It really was. God. Uh, um, He did. uh, He did say that the the man turned out to be younger and more attractive. (laughs) Um, This is. uh,
0: This reminds me of the the Hitchhiker episode.
1: Uh, I can see that.
0: Um, Also, uh, Millicent Barnes is not twenty five. Rod Serling can tell us that she's 25, but this is, I think this is the first uh, uh, female instance where, uh, you know, we've talked multiple times about how uh, a a man is is referred to as being 35 or in his mid thirties. And it's like, no, he's like pushing 60.
1: It turns out the actor was like 50.
0: (laughs) I don't think Millicent Barnes is. Let's see how old Vera Miles was in 1960.
1: Well, and, th- and that's the thing that that is the case with this episode, and uh, and also uh, uh, other episodes. Their their age is completely inconsequential to the story.
0: Just say, just say she's thirty one. Vera Miles was thirty one in nineteen sixty. Just say uh, she was thirty one.
1: Not only uh, was she thirty one at the time, but and and we we mentioned this, I think, in the last episode. Still alive. Mm-hmm. So she's she's
0: one of still uh, kicking.
1: One of the one of the Twilight's uh, own oh. uh, featured performers, who's who's actually still alive,
0: ninety so. years young. Good for her. Uh,
1: yeah, probably a, a pretty short list of uh, people. They're probably not acting. Uh, let's let's pull up her. Uh, <laughs> yeah, her, her last uh, credit was in nineteen ninety five. So she's she's sitting back, just in enjoying the. Uh, enjoying the, uh, the, the checks that are still rolling in from her one. Still
0: rolling in. <laughs> Vera, uh, you got another 11 cents from uh, Mirror Image. Put it with the rest, Johnny.
1: Uh, so she she's talking with the uh, the, the ticket agent, and uh, I, I can't help but think that this is the ticket counter guy's first day working in public uh, – in, uh, in uh, you know, public – service because <laughs> uh, he's he's acting like this is the first weird customer he's ever come in contact with.
0: And, yeah. I, I don't know if like bus stations were classier in the sixties, but I've like, uh, I just imagine Charles Manson would fit in fine at, in a modern day bus station.
1: Yeah. You, you, Cause you have to think that uh, like, like the twilight zone representation is probably a fairly, uh, Fairly idyllic uh, representation of a bus station, and th- and this kind of has a uh, uh, a more seedy feel to it. I mean, the the restrooms have like neon lights.
0: <laughs> uh, neon be- lights in the Twilight Zone either represent like a darn good time or uh, a place you just don't want to be.
1: Yeah, l- listen, at any time, like like I I get there was a time where where bus travel was far more frequent and mm-hmm.
0: luxurious. Common.
1: Than it is right now, and, and luxurious, but at, at at any point in in our history, if you found yourself in a bus station uh, late at
0: night, things could go be be going better for you yeah, in your life.
1: I you should have been questioning you your life choices. At, at some point,
0: it's not a it's not a last resort like it is these days. No one's taking the mega bus because yeah. things are going great.
1: Listen, in 1960, maybe it wasn't the last resort, but it still definitely was not the first resort. <laughs> so she's talking with the uh, the ticket agent, and the the ticket agent is is very annoyed at her because apparently. Well, he claims that that she just keeps coming up to him and asking him the same question, which she thinks is odd because uh, she, it's the first time that she's gone up there and asks, asked mm-hmm. him. Something. And uh, that's our, our first clue that uh, maybe something is, uh, is a little off. Just, well, our, our second clue is the fact that we're watching The Twilight Zone. So yes. our, our second clue after the fact that we're watching The Twilight Zone is that uh, <laughs> there seems to be some confusion over how many times she's actually been been up there to, uh, to talk to the guy. Uh then uh there's some confusion over uh over her bag because one minute her bag is uh is, is with the checked luggage. The next minute it's sitting next to her. It, it just keeps moving around. Uh so that's obviously a problem. And um uh eventually she does actually she she's so upset by this that she goes to the uh she goes to the restroom. Which, by the way, apparently contradicting my previous statement, apparently this is a fairly classy bus station because it has a, an attendant. Yes, yes. And she's talking to the attendant. The attendant clearly thinks that she's crazy. She looks in the mirror and she sees herself still sitting at the uh, at, at, at the bench. So that's where things get really twilight Zone-ish. I'm
0: guessing that uh, you know because there was probably <clears throat> remarkably less air travel at the, in, in in 1960, uh, maybe less train travel by train, maybe maybe that's why like so many more people took the bus. And as business is booming, you can uh, uh, as the proprietor of and uh, Bing. Binghamton bus uh, lines, you can hire a bathroom attendant.
1: That's true. Yeah. Um so she she sees herself and she kinda she kinda kinda passes out and then <laughs> she, she comes to and she's talking to uh talking to Paul, uh uh Paul Grinstead, <laughs> who is uh you know, I I can't complain about that. No,
0: no, there's that, nothing wrong with it. It's just funny that like he has a last name. I don't know why that. <laughs> I think it's yeah, funny. It's a
1: little like it's a little like uh, Millicent's age. It's it, it's completely unnecessary. <laughs> it's purple with Sterling Serling is what we call him. I,
0: I I need to ask you this about her passing out <clears throat> um, two weeks ago when uh, we, we talked about the the purple testament. You said you know like. I don't know why everybody's first reaction is to not believe Lieutenant Fitz. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just entertain it, right? I don't know that my first reaction upon seeing somebody like—I get it—that it is an exact like one-to-one look-alike, but like mm-hmm. I'm not passing out. My my brain, my gut reaction would still be, "Oh shit, that's crazy."
1: Yeah, like like Sterling when he saw this person in the airport that looked just like him. He wasn't, you know, like cowering in the fetal position, <laughs> sobbing. Oh, my God, there's another me. No, he was like, oh, oh, that that guy looks a lot like I'm
0: me. I'm going to write an ep- uh, a story about this and make some money.
1: Yeah. Uh, so he had he had a fairly normal uh, reaction to that.
0: I wonder if uh, Serling yeah. ever tried to hunt down the guy who looked like him in the bus station. Oh, that would have
1: been good. That that would have been good for like publicity stills for the episode. Yeah, right? for and, sure. And and his 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 younger, apparently a more handsome doppelganger, uh, getting a picture taken together. That that would been good. <laughs> um, that probably would have been impossible to track him down, though. Of course, yeah, definitely back then. Um, yeah, so th- so her reaction to it is uh, is as you mentioned a little strange uh but it gets stranger because when she comes to like she doesn't think oh i was looking in the mirror and seeing something you know maybe this person just looked a lot like me or anything immediately the very first thing that pops into her head as soon as she comes to is you know this person was clearly from a parallel world <laughs> Maybe people were just I
0: don't know if less skeptical or more creative is 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 the is the proper term um, for back then. But I'm I'm i am not fainting and I'm not thinking about parallel universes. If I see somebody who just looks like the the fat kid from from the Sandlot, the movie, the Sandlot grew up.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's uh, yeah, it, it, and it gets weirder. True, because not only does she come to the conclusion that it must be uh, uh, Millicent from a parallel dimension, but uh, she also comes to the conclusion that it must be evil Millicent. <laughs> and I the mean, only way, the only way that uh, evil Millicent can survive is by killing the original Millicent.
0: <laughs> no one, no one ever likes to think of themselves as the evil twin. Like if you, if, if you saw somebody who looked exactly like Keith Conrad, like, like they're not the good one. You're you, you know, you, you're not that bad of a guy.
1: If I, if I saw him, I would assume that, that I was the evil.
0: <laughs>
1: awesome. Um, yeah. I'd be, and I'd be like, that goody two shoes is trying to take my place. <laughs> The
0: um, so Paul, Paul and Millicent, I just you know th- they become fast friends. They um,
1: do. I I do. I hey, and do by the uh, way, you know, we talked about uh, you know, like in the uh, in the Purple Testament, that it doesn't make sense that he, uh, you know, that they don't believe him. I think that uh, I think that Paul actually acts the way he 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 acts appropriately in this situation. Hundred
0: percent cause
1: i would just be i would just be like i want to see where this goes
0: i love it when uh yeah you were talking about the, uh, the 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 guy who approached you um and uh and said i'm you from the future after asking your name um yeah
1: yeah
0: and you're like alright let's, let's see how we're seeing, let's see where this goes um speaking of the uh the parallel universe etc um i 100% agree with you on paul when he says uh, her explanation is a little metaphysical for him, yeah, that, I'm that, like, that, I am, I am on Paul's team right now.
1: Yeah that that's a that's the the single most diplomatic way.
0: <laughs> it sounds like something I would say.
1: You know, your explanation seems a little too high concept to me.
0: <laughs> give me just give me the 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 Hollywood blockbuster. I don't need a a. A think a piece.
1: <laughs> so, you know, at first, uh, you know, the, the idea is, uh, you know, he's going to get her on the bus and get her out of there so that uh, she'll be someone else's problem. Uh, and she she tries to. But then when when they're actually about to get on the bus, uh, she looks in the, in the window and, and sees herself already sitting on the bus. And this is where, again, may, maybe I'm just – you know, able to, uh, you know, keep, keep grounded in, in strange twilight zone situations. But, uh, if, if I'm her, I'm actually getting on the bus with my other self because then how can anybody deny? Cause there's no way off the bus. So you're gonna like run into your other self here. So get on the bus and then be like, Hey, you're in my seat. Also, you look just like me. I
0: think so. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, because it, but, but, the, you know, Paul and and the the angry ticket counter guy and and the the bathroom attendant, they can't say she's crazy anymore because look, she's right there. Yeah.
0: Um, ooh, that's a good point. Um, does anybody ever bother to like interact with the other Millicent?
1: Uh, We don't, we never see anybody. Well, the, the angry ticket counter guy claims that he did interact with her. Oh yeah. So, and she's, she was the,
0: you know, that's actually the thing. If, if Millicent is at, if the Millicent that we know that we're introduced to is talking to the, the ticket agent and he's like, yeah, you already asked me that. Um. (laughs) If the quote-unquote other Millicent, the doppelganger, if she asked the questions first, wouldn't she be the original?
1: Well, that's true. So, yeah, we are looking at uh, evil Millicent.
0: I think she's the evil twin.
1: I think so. Yeah. Um I, I'm I'm still amazed by the fact that she jumps to the parallel parallel world uh, conclusion quicker than like JJ Abrams. <laughs> but like it, it's not oh somebody somebody, you know, look, another blonde woman in the sixties. <laughs> um it must be a parallel world. I I, I just do not get that.
0: I um Yeah, I mean, I think we're all, we all identify Paul. Paul's our entry point into the episode, right? But like, I mean, of course, the the moment that we become rational in the Twilight Zone is the moment we are told never to be rational again because Paul sees another one of himself.
1: That's true. And um, that's uh, in the intervening time, uh, Paul, after she sort of melts down after seeing herself on the bus, Paul does uh, call, quote unquote, his friend, with a car and it turns out his friend with a car is uh, the police and and the thing that entertained me <laughs> at least that going on in the news is that like they literally just pull up the, the tires screech the, the car, <laughs> like, grab her throw her in the car like she's a protester in Portland like, <laughs> they drive off like there's, there's no discussion of is this the woman uh hey are you the one who called the police no they literally no, no, just no, no. Just drive up, grab her, throw her in in the car and get out.
0: Paul was so descriptive in his call to the cops that they, they, they had no questions when they rolled up to the bus depot in Ithaca.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well... I, I guess, uh, you know, we'll, we'll chalk that up to, uh, it's a 22 se- 22 minute episode. And, uh, <laughs> we didn't have time to like introduce the, uh, the police officers and get it, you know, dig deep into their motivation. <laughs> like, sorry, these police officers came and took her away. And then by the way, seconds later, Paul sees evil Paul.
0: <laughs> I love evil Paul.
1: Yeah. I, I think that, uh, uh, what the one thing that and this this is going to make things kind of dark but the one thing that <laughs> it, it had been a while since i had seen this episode um i think just just coincidentally it, i i uh I, I like it just fine it's not like i would skip it uh but it had been a while since i i've seen it and i was fully expecting that uh after paul chases evil paul that he was going to get sideswiped by a car or something and die because yeah. his military decided that her evil doppelganger was was going to try to eliminate her so i to bring the thing full circle it seems like evil paul should have killed
0: paul <laughs> that actually would have been perfect um i'm thinking that both both of the uh quote-unquote original ones are uh, are the evil ones because th- why why would paul just poo-poo the idea
1: yeah, I mean, there there is, you know, you, you have presented good circumstantial evidence that thank you, uh, Keith, that, that Millicent, you know, that that evil Millicent was actually the original because she talked to uh, to, to angry, bitter, <laughs> uh, cynical ticket agent guy before the other Millicent.
0: man, he's uh that that ticket agent is a uh, real lucky Yelp wasn't around in 1960,
1: I tell you. He, he really was. You know. <laughs> Everybody would have been just like skipping the Ithaca uh, stop. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I, uh, you know, I, I've uh, I've I've just come out and said that uh, I think that uh, really, if if any Keith is the uh, is the evil doppelganger, it'd be me, not 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 poor other Keith. Sure. So, yeah,
0: I would imagine. Uh... <clears throat> I would imagine if I if I ran into a doppelganger, they'd probably have their life at, at the very least have their life uh, a little bit more together. They'd probably <laughs> donate to charity more. Yeah.
1: That's um, really what I'm thinking too. Yeah, you know. Uh, so I I managed to turn this episode into one that's sort of uh, thought provoking, into one that's just dark. But uh, one episode <laughs> that doesn't need any help from me when it comes to being dark is the monsters are doing. Du- Street, and uh, we'll tackle that one next week.
0: Mount Rushmore time. Obscure metaphysical explanation to cover a phenomena. Reasons dredged out of the shadows to explain away that which cannot be explained. Call it parallel planes or just insanity. Whatever it is, you'll find it in the Twilight Zone. Cabatron.